1: online, or on the award-winning State Farm mobile app, however you choose. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. You are locked on wizards, your daily Washington wizards podcast, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day.
0: Welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast. This is your host, Ed Oliver, DC Sports YouTuber. You can follow me on Twitter at EDT t. Uh, so today I want to get into some more bold predictions. And then also I want to do a, a season series of positional groups, uh, guards, wings, and centers. Uh, we don't really have any stretch fours. Well, Davis Bertons is a stretch four. But um, when I look at this roster, I look at I look at our groups of guards and uh, wings. We have a lot of wings and uh, centers. We have three centers. We have at the wing position, you know, we have Davies. We have uh, Kyle Kuzma. Rui Hashemir is a wing. Denny is a wing. And uh, Corey Kispert is a wing as well. So we got about um, five wings. Uh, KCP, if you want to consider him a wing. I, I consider him as a guard. And then at the garb spot, we have uh, Raul, Aaron Holiday, Spencer Dinwiddie, Bradley Bill, of course. And then KCP, we'll throw him in there. And then Cassius Winston as well, if you want to throw him in there, too. So, uh, But today, we're going to focus on the center position, three bigs. You know how it went last year. Um, so we'll get that towards the end of today's episode. But before we get into it, this episode is brought to you by Thursdays on Locked On NBA. Thursdays on the Locked On NBA podcast, Jackson Gatlin and Matt Moore are telling you whose NBA stock is up and who's down of the Locked On NBA podcast today on YouTube, wherever you get your podcast. So, I'm very intrigued with the center position, so I can't wait to get into that. Um, you saw how it shook out last year with three guys, Robin Lopez, Alex Lynn, and uh, my guy, Daniel Gafford. After Thomas Bryant went down, we made the trade for Daniel Gafford. I'll talk about how Daniel Gafford really impacted this team last year and just boosted our defense, boosted our record. We, ju- we were just a different team with Daniel Gafford. We needed some athleticism, but I'll get into that, into that later on in this episode. So I want to get into some more bold predictions, had a little fun with this yesterday or not a little, I have fun with this yesterday and I know you guys too, um, submitting your bold predictions. Uh, so let's get into it. So the first one is that Thomas Bryant will be traded and we will be getting a, a big name center uh, in return. This was from vlogger on YouTube. Um, so I guess a big name center we could get in return, or a big. Um, some people have been floating out Carl Anthony Towns. This is just fans, no real sources, no NBA sources, anything like that. This is just Wizards fans dreaming here. Um, now Vlogger did not say that anything about Carl Anthony Towns, but she, but Vlogger said um, Thomas Bryant will be traded, and we will getting we will we will be getting a big name center in return. So um, other names could be uh, Miles Turner for the Pacers. Uh he led the league in blocks last year with three point four. Uh and Carl Anthony Towns, we already know he's a perennial all-star. He's one of the best big men in this league. Coming out of Kentucky, he's a he's an automatic double double. He can shoot threes, he can stretch the floor. Um he's just a baller, man. He's he's a, he's been an all-star. Um he can dominate a game and take over a game. He's just been with the Timberwolves. He's only made the playoffs one time in his career. And I think if him and Bradley Bill, if they could keep if they could keep some way somehow keep Spencer Dinwiddie and Bradley Bill and Carl Anthony Towns, you probably have to give up Rui or Denny and Thomas Bryant, and a pick to get Carl Anthony Towns and even more, to be honest with you. I don't think we get Carl Anthony Towns for just uh, Thomas Bryant. It would have to be Thomas Bryant, probably a first-round pick, uh, and Rui or Denny, or Rui and Denny, to be honest. If I was the Timberwolves, that's what I would ask for. I would ask for all those guys because I know what Carl Anthony towns can do, and he's proven in this league, and he's been putting up big numbers time and time and time again. But Thomas Bryant, um, I could definitely see that happening because we do have three centers, and I'll talk about that later on, in today's episode, um, we have a lot of guys. I mean, Thomas Bryant, Montrose Harrell, and Daniel Gafford. Not a lot of teams play, have a three-center rotation. We were kind of like a unicorn last year with uh, Tom, with um, Alex Lynn, Robin Lopez, and Daniel Gafford, that three-man rotation. All of them splitting minutes. Um, we were kind of like a unicorn because, you know, the NBA is phasing, kind of phasing big men out, big men that can't shoot a three because Robin Lopez was not shooting a three. Daniel Gafford wasn't shooting a three. And Alex Lynn wasn't shooting a three. So, Uh, They're kind of phasing out bigs that can't shoot a a jump shot or face up and, you know, score face into the basket. They want bigs to do that more. And we have more guys that were really back-to-the-basket guys or guys that just really could catch a lob and uh, needed to be spoon-fed here and there from the point guards and the shooting guards. So it will be interesting. Thomas Bryant, all these guys bring something different to the table. That's why I'm excited to talk about this later on the show. Thomas Bryant brings something different to the table uh Montres Harrell, you know, Thomas Bryant can shoot threes, Monstrous Harrell can face up and score. He's probably the most skilled in the post. And then Daniel Gafford is the best uh, defender uh, by far and the best lob threat out of all the guys. So um I I just I, I like our big men spot. I like I like all three bigs. They like I said, they bring something different to the table. They bring all kinds of energy and toughness and tenacity. Um I think this is one of the toughest uh grinding blue co- blue collar like um, big man unit that we've had for the for the Washington for the Washington Wizards um, in a while, and it's, it's going to be interesting to see. But one of these guys probably will not make it to the trade deadline. I'll be honest with you on that one. So that was a good bold prediction there, which is probably likely. I don't know if Thomas Bryant, but at least one of them, at least one of them will be traded. I think it's going to be between, between Thomas Bryant and Montrose hero Okay, so the next one is where did I leave off here? So Okay, uh, Jay Terry, he says uh, KCP or Kuzma wins six-man of the year. Daniel Gafford averages a double-double in points and boards. We get the fifth seed or higher. So he has three bold predictions. So all of them are pretty good predictions. Um, KCP, if he does come off the bench, I think he's capable of uh, putting up some big numbers. I think he can put up at least 14, 13. I don't see him getting six-man of the year, but he could definitely be in the category, in the running for six-man. he could be like a third-place vote or a runner-up, I could see that. Kyle Kuzma, I could see him winning six-man of the year. If he does come off the bench locked in and focused, shooting the ball well, getting to the cup, playing against that second unit rather than the first-team guys playing against second-team defenses, I think he could definitely see some mismatches mismatches out there, him being 6'9", 6'10", going up against other guys, going up against other small forwards and power forwards. He could have some mismatches out there on the court. So I could see Kyle Kuzma locking in and getting that six-man of the year. I could definitely see that happening. To move over to Daniel Gafford, averaging a double double, he, aver- he had two double doubles last year. He did have a double double in the playing game. Uh, he did have a game with five blocks, multiple. He had multiple games with at least three blocks uh, during the season. So I think he's capable of getting a double double. The only thing is he has to get in shape. He has to get in shape. So I don't want to hear any excuses from different coaches saying that um, Daniel Gafford. Needs to sit because Scotty Brooks love not playing that man in the fourth quarter. You play Alex Lynn over Daniel Gafford. who play Robert Lopez over Daniel Gafford. If in foul trouble, he has to he has to he has to know he has to be better. He has to be more aware of his foul situation. He has to be able to defend without foul. I know he's aggressive. He's an aggressive shot blocker. He's the best shot blocker on the roster by far, and um, he's our defensive anchor and our, our best rim protector on the on the team by far. But he has to he has to be able to defend the rim without fouling. That's what I want to see from Dale Gafford. So um, if he can do those things and stay on the court, but he is going to be splitting minutes with Montrez and Thomas Bryant when he comes back in, in the end of December. So it's going to be harder for him to get a double-double. But if, he, if he's got that hot hand, he's playing well, blocking shots, running the floor, finishing, dunking on guys, then I could see him getting a double-double. He he definitely – Dale Gafford gets eight points just off a of hustle. He gets eight to ten points just off a of hustle and lobs and running the floor. So that's easy. He wants to change his game and face up more and shoot a jumper. Um, the mid-range jumper. So he wants to work on that. So that could definitely help him out too. Um J Terry said we get the fifth seed or higher. So that one is another another interesting bowl prediction as well. Um, so fifth seed or higher. Um my my prediction for the East is sell so, so Nets get the number one seed, Bucks get the number two seed. I'm gonna say Sixers or Hawks, three and four. I think they could be interchangeable. Fifth seed would probably be uh between the Knicks, Bulls, Celtics. So Knicks, Bulls, Celtics, five through seven right there. Um eighth seed is kind of up up for grabs. Um you could say the um you could say the Wizards, you could say the Pacers, you could say the Hornets for the eighth seed. I'm probably I'm probably forgetting a team as well. Uh Miami Heat. I know i was gonna forget the Miami. Miami Heat's gonna be at least a fourth. Or a fifth seed for sure. So all all those teams are just going to be fighting. Um, the Hawks are going to get the fourth seed. So spots one through four are taken for me uh, that I have. I have Bucks, Nets, Sixers, and um, and Hawks. Those are going to be the top four. Fifth seed, I'll, I'll go with the I'll go with the Miami Heat as the fifth seed. Sixth seed, I'll say the Knicks. Seventh seed, I'll say the Celtics. And eighth seed, I'll say. The uh, it could be the Wizards. It really could be the Wizards. Wizards, Pacers, Hornets. One of those teams. It could be one of those teams. So, um, fifth seed. I don't see it. I don't see fifth seed right. I, I see. I, I see seven, eight, nine, ten. I see playing right now for the Washington Wizards. But that's a good bold prediction right there. Um, Gray Lancaster says, "Okay, so we'll we'll take a we'll take a quick break right here, and then we'll get back into some more bold predictions. Um, but before we go into some more bold predictions here, this episode is brought to you by." Sweat Block, um, like I said, it, it's been super hot in the D.C. Maryland Virginia area. The it's doctor created, doctor recommended. Works up for seven days, for seven days per use. Dry shirt guarantee. A sweat block doesn't help keep you dry. You get your money back. Featured and tested on the Rachel Ray Show by firefighters. Bestseller on Amazon for the past ten years. Over thirteen thousand reviews. Manufactured in the USA. Wear what you want to wear. Your little secret of confidence. There is a must have for everyone's toiletry bag. Whether it's a big presentation or a hot date. Everyone can benefit. Check out the sweat block. Um, it has been featured on the Rachel Ray show. Uh, the promo code is locked on for 20% off on CVS or Amazon. Also, this episode is brought to you by direct TV. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live. Another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbors, best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and, and the confusion, and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible de- compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, so Gray Lancaster on YouTube, he says, hello, everybody, Bradley Bill will be the MV- NBA MVP and the Wizards will be the 2024 NBA champion. So uh, <laughs> 2024, I can see that happen, looking looking into the foreseeable future. Um, it's going to be tough. We got to see what happens next year. I just saw something where we're going to have about $19 million in cap space available in the 2022 NBA offseason. So we'll see what, if we can make some moves. We got a lot of Bradley Bill. Um, 2024, or if we go in a different direction, you know, we'll see what Tommy Shepard or this, the way this year shakes out. If it doesn't go the way that we want it by the, trade de- by the trade deadline, then I can see the Wizards definitely making some moves and trying to move everybody and load up on some draft picks uh, for the future. Um, so this 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 time before the trade deadline is going to be huge. Um, but 2024, that's wishful thinking. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens on that one. Uh, Bradley Bill being the MVP. Like I said before, he had we got to win at least, I want to say, 48 games. I think we got to be 48 and 34. He's got to put up at least 32 points a game. Get those assist numbers up back to like seven-ish. Um, get some rebounds, too. I want to say four boards a game. If he can do that and we win 38 games and he locks in defensively, oh, yeah. I think he could be an MVP candidate for sure. Um, Kenny Man DMV, that's my guy. Shout out to him on YouTube. He says, Spencer Dinwiddie and Bradley Bill make some noise in the playoffs and upset the number two seed to move on to the second round versus Miami. Like I said, Miami, they would probably be that fifth seed. Um, but beating the – upsetting the number two seed, it would have to be the Bucs and the Nets. So that would be huge. Um, I don't really like the matchup against the Nets, and I don't really like the matchup against the Milwaukee Bucks. to be honest. Uh, the Nets, they struggled defensively last year. So I think out of the two – it's tough which one would be the better matchup. I personally would rather play against the Milwaukee Bucks. I just think the, I just feel like the, um, the Nets just kind of have too much firepower. But at the same time, if you think about it, the Nets, they're just, they're just in, they've been injury prone. They, they, that, that, that the last two years, Kevin Durant didn't even play a game in 2020. Uh, Kyrie Irvin was hurt to end the season. Then Kyrie Irvin was hurt to, um, Finish the playoffs. Didn't wasn't able to finish the playoffs. James Harden had a setback too, and I don't want to bank on injuries or anything like that. I don't wish any injuries. I want to be everybody full straight. So let me put that disclaimer out there. But there are some games where it's like, hey, is Kyrie really going to be available? Has he been available the last couple of years? Even in the finals back in 2015 with LeBron, he wasn't able to finish that. With the Celtics, he wasn't available in a playoff series with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown uh, looked really darn good against LeBron with with the Cavs in the Eastern Conference Finals. So um, you know who knows if we do play the Nets, we don't know how they're going to finish out. You know, so um personally, but I'd rather play the Bucks than the Nets. That's that's not the question, but it, it is intriguing because those two teams are gonna be number one and number two. And if we do win if we do get into the play in and we're the eighth or the seventh seed, that's the team we're gonna have to play in the first round. So it's something to definitely think about. Um we and then we go into the second round against Miami. So shout out to, shout out to my man Kenny Mandy. That's a good bold prediction right there. Um Hulk, this one is interesting. I know you guys will not like this when he says Wizards trade Bradley Beal to the Charlotte Hornets for Terry Rozier and two first and second round picks. Um, I like Terry Rozier. I really do. I think he's a good player. I think he's, he's a tough. I always liked him out of Louisville. He's a scrappy player. He picks up uh, full court, and uh, he's a tough, scrappy player. I mean, he's a hard nosed player out of Louisville. I like him. I like him with with uh, Rick Pitino. Um I, I always like Terry Rozier. Scary Terry. Even with the Celtics, I liked Terry, Terry Rozier the way he played. He's athletic too. He's sneaky athletic. He can get up and dunk and dunk on somebody. Um, he can shoot the three, shot the three at a high clip this year. Um, can put the ball on the floor, get to the cup. He's become a three-level scorer in the NBA. And he's a, he's a he's a scrappy defender. He he puts effort in scoring and defending. Now the Hornets, they have Lamelo Ball, and they just drafted James Booknight. So they did just pay Terry Rozier though. They did just pay him. They gave him that that max deal, or, or was it a max extension? So they just paid him two um, two first-round picks. Two second-round picks and Terry Rozier, um, I'm going to say it's not enough for Bradley Bill, but you look at the picks, two first-round picks, two second-round picks, I would want a better player in return uh, for Bradley Bill, but, um, okay, I mean, you, you get two first rounds, two seconds, and Terry Rozier, I, I would not take – unless unless Bradley Bill just demanded a trade and his value went down, that's the only way I I, t- I think about taking that trade. That's the only way. We would just have to blow the team up after that move. Um, but, yeah, that's the only way I even, I even consider it. So there's actually some more bold prediction, that, but we're going to have to do – we're probably going to have to do a part three um, because I, I do want to get into the center talk here um, with with Dale Gafford and Thomas Bryant and uh, Mantras Hero man. Um, we got a lot of depth. That's one good thing, too. If we have an injury, knock on wood, we got guys that we already know can step in and play hard. We have guys that are going to step in and, and pick up the slide. There's not going to be a drop-off from anybody at all. Uh, I love all three of our centers. I think they bring something different to the table. Like I said, Montrose Harrell is a really good face-up big in the post. He can put the ball on the floor and score tenacity, rebound on the ball. Um, former 6 man of the year in 2020, not far removed from that. Um, had a good year with the Lakers, too. Had a down year with the Lakers, but still had a solid year, averaging about 13 points per game. So um, I, I really love Montrose Harrell's game. And he's instant offense. He's really good off the bench. Only thing about him is that he is a liability on defense. There's reasons why he uh, did not play in the fourth quarter or play a lot in the playoffs for the Clippers or the Lakers, both times, and you have seen. um, He's very vocal about not getting – if he doesn't get playing time, he has been very vocal about that um, on Twitter and um, in press conferences as well. He he will voice his opinion. You know, he averaged 13 points a game last year, but the Lakers averaged 18 in 2020 when when he was the sixth man of the year. Um, but, um, and I I just want to get to some questions that I have for these big men on the roster. This is what, these are the questions that I think about for the bigs on the roster. Um, how will the minutes be split is, um, who is the best out of the three guys who will get the most playing time, um, what their roles will be, um, which lineup will be the best for each three of these guys. What do they really excel at? What's their weaknesses? And, um, you know, who should we keep out of the three? Because I, I just have a feeling that somebody will be traded before the trade deadline. I just got a feeling with these three guys, and Thomas Bryant coming back off of the injury. Um, I remember Tommy Shepard said about Thomas Bryant in free agency last year. He said, we didn't bring in – we told guys before we signed people that Thomas Bryant is going to be the starter. That's how much confidence that Tommy Shepard had in Thomas Bryant. You know, getting him from that trade from the Lakers – you know he was in the the G League for a little bit. Of the, the, the he was in the G League a little bit with the LA Defenders, and he's been a hidden gem. He really out of Indiana. He's been hidden, he's been a hidden gem, man. And the only thing he just has to work on his defense. But before we get into who I, I think gets who ends up getting traded or what roles and, and minute splits and what I want to see from all three bigs this year in the depth and how much I like these guys, uh, this episode is brought to you by Built Bar. My favorite cookie is the. Cookies and cream, that's my favorite flavor. They have coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint, brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, and cookies and cream, of course, and German chocolate. Uh, If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Bill Barr flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Check out the macros: 7 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 45 grams of sugar and only 45 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Bill Barr is the official protein of the U.S. track and field team. Go to build.com and use promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Uh, this episode is also brought to you by BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC action. And before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports sportsbook experts. Promo code is locked on. All right. Um, so, yeah, make sure you put your bet in. Bet in. I mean, I think everybody's going to bet on um, Tom Brady and the Bucks against the Cowboys. That's going to be a blowout. Um, actually, you know, I, I think it's going to be a little bit closer. I think it's gonna be, the spread is seven and a half. I have the Cowboys covering it uh, with a late touchdown at the end, but they still lose. I got, I got my my prediction for that game is thirty four twenty eight. So I think it's going to be thirty four to twenty, and then the Cowboys score a touchdown, then they score a two point conversion. It's going to be thirty four to twenty eight. The Cowboys will lose by six. Um, I think Tom is going to run the ball. He's just, he's going to throw the ball all over the Cowboys secondary. They're going to run the ball all over the Cowboys. But let's get back to Baswell here. Um, Daniel Gafford. So, who's the best out of the three? I think Monsters Harrell is the best out of the three. I think he's the most skilled. He's the most established out of the three. Monsters Harold was six man of the year. Who's best on both sides? Um, obviously, Gafford is the best defensive bag, big out of the, the best defensive center out of the three. Who's the best shooter out of the three? Thomas Bryant, um, Daniel Gafford. I don't really even think he shot a three pointer last year. Monsters Harrell barely shoots threes. He did not make a three pointer last year. Um, Daniel Gafford—that's just not a part of his game, which is fine. I love the way that he plays. I love the way that he plays. He doesn't have to shoot threes now. Like I said, in today's world, in today's game, the modern big man—he is able to step out and shoot threes. Carl Anthony-Towns—he can step out and shoot threes. Christian Wood can step out and shoot threes. Joel Embiid—he shoots threes, and that's that's how he—that's how Joel Embiid kills in the playoffs. When Daniel Gafford—he kept going for the pump fake, Embiid. With pump fake and Gafford just kept flying for the pump fake. That's how he gets in foul troubles too. He's got to stay on his feet, which I think he does a solid job of staying on his feet. But it just doesn't show in the stat sheet with fouls. I think sometimes he does get a little overzealous and has to stay on his feet, just wall up and stay tall. You're already six ten. Uh, he plays like he's seven foot two the way he jumps out the gym, but has to stay a little bit more um, disciplined. So Daniel Gafford, just to show you how good he was defensively last year, he uh, with blocks. Per game, Uh, he was ranked 13th in the NBA. He was tied with Jared Allen and Joel Embiid for 1.4 blocks per game. Um, And then when he did come with the Wizards on April 6th um, to April 30th, when he first got here, the Wizards had a 12 and 2 record. They had 115 points per 100 possessions They out. They allowed. They had 115 points per 100 possessions, which was seventh in the NBA. So offensively, they got better. And then they had 100. They allowed 107. 0.7 0.7 points per game per 100 possession, per 100 possess- possessions, which was third in the NBA. So that was a drastic improvement uh, for the Washington Wizards in that time span. We were 17-6 and six with Daniel Gafford. That's when we finished the season. We went on that run. The chemistry with him and Russell Westbrook, we'll see if that chemistry can continue with Spencer Dinwiddie, just getting those easy spoon-fed buckets and those lobs, those dimes, those dishes where he can just go up and dunk the ball. Ish Smith was good at that, too. He, he definitely gave, Daniel Gafford, some dump-offs, too, uh, for some easy dunks. I think Ronald is capable of doing that. Aaron Holiday, I, I, from what I heard from Tony East, he does have to wait, wait, work on his playmaking ability. Denny Avia should be able to set up Daniel Gafford as well with some of his playmaking ability. So, Daniel Gafford, he wants to work on his face-up shot um, and knocking down the 10-foot jumper from the free throw line. So, he wants to work on that so he can get more playing time, you know, because when Thomas Bryan comes back, he's the better shooter out of the three. He's the one that can stretch the floor. He's the one that is more versatile. He is the better. Um, he's, the, he's the better free throw shooter. He's the one that can actually stretch the floor and do both. He's not, you know, I'm not going to say these guys, the other two are one-trick ponies, but they don't stretch the floor and space the floor. So Bradley Bill can get to the basket easier. Spencer Dinwiddie can have easier driver, driving lanes. Same thing with Rui Hashimura. Um, you know, same thing with, with Kyle Kuzma. All those guys can have KCP if he's out there in that closing lineup. I think to close the game, I would still want Daniel Gaffer, but there are going to be some times where you're going to have to put Thomas Bryant on the floor just because he can shoot the three and stretch the floor. And the wizards have been killed by that stretch five and that stretch four in the past. I'm not going to bring up any old ghosts from the the playoffs in game seven, where we got, we got torched by a stretch five and stretch four. I think you guys, I think you guys know who I'm talking about. And Thomas Bryant could be that guy where he could definitely hurt some other teams. Like in that Nets game, I keep bringing up that Brooklyn Nets game before he got injured where he had you know, 20 points on 11 boards, 24 points and 11 boards, where he was doing his thing, man, against the Nets, man. He was finishing hard around the rim and knocking down that jumper. He was just versatile. He can do more. He brings more to the table offensively um, than what Montrose Harrell do and Daniel Gafford. Um, so Thomas Bryant is going to be an integral part. Um, I just think out of the three who's going to be traded, if we had to make a choice, if Tommy Shepard has to make a choice, I think it will be Montres Harrell. Um, I think he could be used. I think he's just – he's more of a well-known name. and, and teams, know what he can do – they know he can bring that spark off the bench. They know that he is limited um, defensively. He's not. He has not been good defensively in the pick and roll. You saw him guarding Nikola Jokic in the in the bubble. They had to, it. Just, it did not go well. And then Frank Vogel ended up sending uh, Montrose Harrell in the playoffs because he just wasn't able to guard other bigs on the Suns. And he was just a defensive liability against DeAndre Ayton, uh, Dario Saric. Um, so that's what we're gonna see in, in, in Montrose Harrell. He's a better regular. He's He's more – his game is just really, really good in the regular season. I think he can help in the playoffs too. But the last two years, coaches have seen that they have not been able to play him, where I think Daniel Gafford could definitely, is definitely more playable in the playoffs it's because of the energy, the finishing, the defense. Um, our defense just got better. What's Unsell Jr., is he going to be able to get, make all three bigs good defensively? You know, are we going to be switching this year? Are we going to be fighting through screens, hedging? You know, what? how are we going to defend these screen and rolls um, differently than what Scott Brooks did last year. You know, how are we going to defend? How are we going to switch? How are we going to defend the corners? Are we going to run out there? You know, I mean, which which differences are we going to make? You know, you heard Wes Unsell talking with Nikola Jokic. Bring him Nikola Jokic again. Nikola Jokic loved him some Wes Unsell. And Wes Unsell did, you know, he asked him and Jamal Murray, you know, how do you guys want to defend this? How do you guys want to defend the pick and roll? How do you guys want to defend these type of offenses or these looks? And he asked each and every, every guy. And he tries to cater the defense to everybody and help them out, and I think that will help the Wizards improve defensively. As we were the worst team with uh, uh, allowing 118 points per game, we were ranked 30th out of 30 the teams. We were dead last in points allowed per game. Um, so, wasn't so definitely has his uh, worked his work cut out for him with the Wizards. But I think we got some guys that are capable. I really do. I think we have more guys that are capable defensive. KCP, Gafford, um, Kyle Kuzma had a good defensive year last year with the Lakers. So, but to get back to the bigs. Um, and then another interesting stat um, that I found, too, with field goal percentage, all three of our bigs were – because Masters Harrell was ranked 28th with field goal percentage. Uh, Dale Gafford was ninth in the NBA with field goal percentage. And then Thomas Bryant, before he got injured, um, he was ranked 17th with, in, in field goal percentage with 64% uh, field goal percentage. So all three of our bigs were ranked in the top 30th with field goal percentage. So that shows how good of finishers all three bigs are. um all these guys can get up above the rim and finish. they all finish strong, they all go hard. That's what I love about it. We're just a tough, tough team i like I think we got tougher, I think we got stronger than what we did last year. No knock on the bigs from last year, but I think some of the bigs were a little bit more finesse, but this year, I think the bigs are stronger and gonna be tougher and looking more for body contact finishing around the rim um so we're gonna we're gonna have some guys that play tough man' that play hard, and these guys are gonna be fighting for minutes. I wish I could watch um practice. Um, Gafford going against Thomas Bryant, Gafford going against Montrose Harrell, or Montrose Harrell going up against Thomas Bryant, you know, Montrose Harrell going up against Daniel Gafford. I really wish I could watch and be a fly on the wall and and watch these practices because they're going to be going at it, man. All these guys are going to be fighting for minutes, man. It's going to be tough. It really is. It's going to be tough. I mean, I like like their fit with Bradley Bill. I like their fit with Spencer Dinwiddie. I like like their fit because they all are good at the pick and roll. But the one thing that Thomas Bryant does is pick and pop, which is something that, these bays, the other two bays can't do, which I keep saying. But at the same time, Thomas Bryant is probably the worst. Um he, Montrose Harrell is not a great rim protector either. So Daniel Gafford just has that leg up on him. So I would say in all three tiers, defensively, Daniel Gafford is the best defender. Thomas Bryant is the best shooter. monstrous Harrell is the most polished in the post. And um the guy that is best in the fourth corner, quarter, in my opinion, is interchangeable. But I think ranking the guys in the fourth quarter, I would say – Daniel Gafford is the best in the fourth quarter to, to be in a closing lineup. And then um, Thomas Bryant would be second in that closing lineup, and then Montrose Hero would be third just because of the, the the defensive liability that he has been and just been undersized because he's 6'7". People forget that. He plays like he's 6'10", or 6'11", because he plays so hard, and he, he finishes around the, above the rim. But people forget that he's only 6'7", and it shows when there's other uh, bigs, you know, like a Joel Embiid or somebody like that. Um, playing against those other bigs, he struggles. Um, you know, they, they're just able to shoot the ball over him, and you can see that liability that he can be uh, sometimes defensively. So, uh, my starting lineup has Daniel Gafford. My closing lineup has Daniel Gafford un- un- until somebody else can can until somebody else plays better that I see. So, I'm interested to see these preseason games too. How Daniel Gafford and watches here, how many minutes they play in the preseason and how many minutes. I, I got out of 48 minutes, it's not going to be a 16-16-16 split. I got Gafford playing about. 25 minutes i got harold playing about 20 and i got um thomas bryant coming in easing him in with about 12 to 15 minutes to start off the season so um, we'll wrap it up right here this episode is brought to you by locked on bets betting on the nfl or nba doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new locked on bets podcast hosted by your boy q handicapping expert lee sterling get daily picks blowout specials wrong team favorite picks and lee sterling's lock of the day follow the locked on Bet- bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcast so i will be wrapping up the bowl, wrapping up the bowl predictions on the next episode um also um, i should be having a special guest just to grade the wizards off season so far if i don't get to the bold predictions on the next episode then i'll talk about it on monday or tuesday next week so we'll spill it over to a part three so make sure you guys sub up or subscribe to locked on wizards um, rate and review if you like the show leave a question as well and i'll answer it.
1: Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.